Welcome to episode 88 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Amber. And I'm Danny. And today, in honor of Black History Month, we're going to be talking about Marvel Voices. In particular, Legacy Issue number one. Which is kind of confusing because Marvel Voices is many different things in Marvel. It's a podcast. Oh. It's, It's a comic. It's a series of essays. And there's Essays. not there's not just one Marvel Voices Legacy number issue number one. <laughs> there's a couple of them. <laughs> oh. So this this one is from 2021. It's got a uh, predominantly picture of Storm, Jubilee, who is that Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Blade, and who's in the upper right? Oh, is that America I, Chavez? Maybe. I didn't even see that person up there. I don't know who that is. I'm not sure. sure. You can't see much of their outfit. But that's the issue we're talking about because there is several different Marvel Voices legacy number one. But before we get into that comic, let's talk about our Geeky Weeks. Geeky Weeks. Geeky Geeky Weeks. weeks, Geeky Weeks. I stole it from you this time. (laughs) Got it in stereo. (laughs) All right. Who's going first? I'll start. All right. Okay. So I watched a show on Netflix this weekend. It was seven episodes. It's called The Watcher. And it just follows a family moving into a a new home in their new neighborhood. And it was really strange and really confusing, (laughs) but I enjoyed it. Did you watch all of it? Yeah, all seven episodes. Did it come to a logical conclusion? No. See, that that right there is the formula for any show you want to put on Netflix. Have a family move into a new home, have a (laughs) bunch of weird stuff happen, and then you don't know anything at the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, it either leaves it up to, like, the viewer and how they want to end it, or it just leads them to start another season. But... I actually, I was able to figure it out, kind of, what they were trying to do, but it was still weird, but I enjoyed it. That's lazy writing. <laughs> Maybe. But I've never even heard of that, so how how likely do you think a season two is? I don't know, because it was made last year. Oh. Or it came out last year, so I don't know. But it's it, like the storyline, like you could probably have multiple seasons because it just orbits around the same house and like new families coming into it or whatever. So the house is what makes it weird? Yeah. Without giving too many spoilers away to the audience? Yeah. The house. Okay. But I recommend if you want a weird show that you won't be satisfied with the ending. that's a a great sell yeah it is it's good until the end well I've enjoyed many shows and watched them all the way through knowing that so yeah but other than that just been playing my usual mobile games and doing a little bit of crocheting I don't know if that's geeky but it's crafty so that's about it for me nice how about you Amber 
I played a new board game. Um, it's called Casting Shadows, and it's really cute. It's up to four players, but it's a battle game, sort of with, like, you've got dice every turn that you have to use the resources that you roll, and then you use those resources to, like, buy spells and um, cast those spells. Um, and you're a cute little critter, um, and it's really cute. I played it at work um, for the first time, even though I had already owned the game. I just never played it. So um, after work, I went ahead and played it, <laughs> and um, it was it was good. It was fun. Um, that's all I remember. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yeah. I like a good game that includes a lot of like chance by rolling dice and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's also like the spells that are available to purchase, you know, it's, it's weird. It's, it's takes a little bit to strategize, especially when you've only played the game twice and don't know every single card that's in the deck. So you don't know what the possibilities are. Hmm. Cool. And what about you? Me? Uh, let's see. I started playing ever since they announced there's going to be Smite 2. I started uh, loaded up Smite on Steam, which I never played it on, but I own it. Uh-huh. And uh, I played mostly on, I think, PS4. So... Not only did I completely forget how to play the game, I have like zero stats in the game. <laughs> so I loaded it up and started playing like the tutorial and some of the other things and I'm not doing too good so far, but I, remembering the things that I enjoy about it and the things I don't enjoy about it. So I'll play it a little bit more. Yeah. I think they're going to uh, have some kind of a cross gen. I think they call it a cross gen uh, method of taking the skins and stuff that you own from that game and putting that's, them into Smite 2. Oh, so. That's what I saw when I first saw on TikTok the ad for Smite 2, or that like the announcement that they were making at the trailer, I guess. Everybody in the comments were like, oh, I better get all, get to keep all my things, I better blah 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 blah, keep my skins, keep my gods, blah blah blah. I'm like, it's probably just going to be like an Overwatch 2 situation where it's the same exact game with, like, some updated game modes. It looked like there were, like, updated graphics. So yeah, maybe it could be. Moder modernizing the graphics a bit. I or, think it's, the game's, something. like, 12 years old or something, so... Yeah. It's due for an update. Yeah, like, like League of Legends has done that. <laughs> when they got more skill. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's probably going to be good for Smite, and it's probably going to not take away the player's things i don't see how they would get any you know traction if that's what they're gonna do yep and then uh i started watching or re-watching under the dome oh which i think you and i amber watched that when it first came out right yeah yeah but the we never finished seasons. it yeah so three seasons long i think when it came out it was uh amazon it was like it had you had to have Amazon Prime to watch it. Yeah, it was like exclusive to something. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was, you know, it says it's based on the book. I didn't realize, you know, 
I didn't remember it was based on a Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stephen King and Steven Spielberg are both executive producers on the show. Ooh, Steven squared. So, so yeah, I got both both the Steves in there. Um, but I like it. I thought I remember it being a little bit cornier or, or weirder, but mm-hmm. rewatching it, it, it holds up. The guy from Breaking Bad is in it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love him. Walter? No. <laughs> oh, the brother. No, the DEA, the DEA agent guy. The oh. other bald guy. One of the other bald guys. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, available on Paramount Plus. Oh. So I've been binging through that and having a good time with it. Nice. I recommend it. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Maybe I'll read the book, but also it's a huge book. It is. Yeah. I looked it up on Audible because that's the only place that uh-huh. I understand how books work. And it's <laughs> like a 53 hour book oh or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And it's very, it's almost like 100% polarized reviews, like worst book ever or best book ever. <laughs> so wow. take that it- for what it is. Do you say three hour or 30 hour? Like 53 hours, I think. Oh. (laughs) I was like, three hours is not that long. (laughs) Never mind. That's a Marvel movie. That's a a comic book for me to read. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got through the Geeky Weeks. Oh, there was, I don't know. Did we talk about this uh, late breaking news uh, last week that... Um, Disney bought like 10% share in Epic Games or something. I don't know if we, I don't remember if we talked about it last week or not. Cause I don't remember when it happened. I don't think we did. Well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, uh, I guess going to throw some stuff or some more stuff into Fortnite. Yes, I'm very excited. The Fortnite Extended Universe. I've seen a lot of memes. It's like if I get clipped by Mickey Mouse, I'm and I'm not playing the game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to do mostly like Marvel stuff, probably, right? Yeah, but I think it's mostly Marvel and Lucas films. But then, what's the point? I need like Disney princesses and like stuff, right? Like if they had what was that like Mirrorverse game? If they had those like mirrorverse versions of the Disney princesses, that would be so cool. I saw one AI edit and it was like all the Tinkerbell fairies. Mm-hmm. That was cool. You could run around with like Rapunzel with your frying pan. Exactly. Danny, you're an and artist you're... saying that AI is cool. What? You're an artist and you said, I saw AI, it was cool. Well, it you can use it to like. Like for Fortnite. Anyways. You can use it for good. <laughs> you can use it for Rap- evil. Rapunzel could have a frying pan um, I, pickaxe and then a Pascal back buddy. I did see this TikTok where this artist is turning um, the Disney princesses into like level one D&D characters. So they like drew the one I saw was Rapunzel. And then I looked on their page to see if they had a Cinderella and they didn't. So I left um, but it was like Rapunzel as a paladin and then they drew like a character sheet for her, like with the, you know, 
dexterity uh, 12 blah 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 that's and it was cool. really cool cool so yeah so we'll look forward to see what happens with that i don't touch fortnite so i'll let you know i i do like watching the skin videos i see on tiktok huh like the I people think... that are like showing off their skins oh that's only fans oh ew we are family friendly. Cut that. You'll eventually get into Fortnite. No, there'll I be, won't. There'll be some game mode that that will draw you in. I, I, it, they League got close with Lego. They got close with Lego. Lego, it's fun. But it's like a building simulator, right? It's it's, it's basically not Minecraft. A Royale. It's basically Minecraft. Okay. But like, I don't know. Do I like Lego that much to download Lego Fortnite? They did put Jinx into Fortnite. Yeah. And I didn't jump ship. So. That's just because of Arcane. Well, yeah. But, like, if there was anything I was going to do in, in in Fortnite, it would be play as Jinx. But it didn't happen. I'm strong. I'm strong-willed. Good job. All right. So are we ready to jump into the subject of this episode? Yeah. Yep. Marvel voices. So, so thinking about some way to uh, celebrate Black History Month on the pod cha- on the podcast here. It Pog wasn't too champ. on the pod champ. <laughs> Pog champ. Hoggers. <laughs> it wasn't too hard to uh, brainstorm because Marvel already did all the hard work for us by taking the concept of having. Uh, both creators and characters of color combined together into a single uh, project or series of of projects, I guess. So uh, we picked out Marvel Voices Legacy number one, which as advertised had different characters in it than what was actually in it, but that's okay. Yeah, the advertisement was a little misleading. (laughs) But it's a series of, let's see, six little short stories and I wasn't sure what to expect. I've, I've seen uh, compilations of, of, uh, you know, stories before, but this one, uh, the opening it up and reading through the first three pages, it kind of like caught me by surprise. And I was like, Oh wait, <laughs> these are, these are short stories in the, yeah. in the real sense of short stories at, at first when I saw, you know, six, six short stories, by different creators and different artists. I thought it would be, you know, this would be like a, a 50 or 60 page comic, but no, these are like three to four, five pages each. So it's, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I could tell a better story in, in three to five pages. I, in fact, I know I couldn't. So this is mm-hmm. not a, uh, this is not a critique at all. It was just, uh, it just caught me by surprise. I don't know. What did you guys think? I thought, you know, just like watching the little, advertisement that you sent um after having read the issue i was like oh so like they made it sound like it was a lot more like exciting a lot more action-packed with like the little like scenes that they picked out but then the short stories themselves most of them are more like slice of life type you know little like cutesy things Mm -hmm. which i liked i really liked reading like I wouldn't say I'm disappointed that I got that instead of, you know, action-packed, yippee. 
it was just different than how advertised, but like I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I thought it was just going to be like a full comic like we usually do. So I was a little confused at first with the short stories, but I did like them. There's a few characters I didn't know. But yeah. it it was kind of cool. It wasn't all just like crime fighting superheroes. It was like, "Oh, we're going to go get some groceries." <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say, like, what you said, Danny, there were characters I didn't know, like, I, like, of course, like, you see Miles Morales, and who's not gonna know who's, who Miles Morales is, but some of the other characters, I just wish there were more, like, descriptions on who the characters are, because a lot of people might be like, oh, I only read Spider-Man, I only read Thor, and then you see, like, oh, Miles Morales is on this cover. Let me pick this up and see what he's up to. And then it's a bunch of things of, like, people you may not know and characters you may not know. So mm-hmm. a little a little bit more description for some of these characters, which we can get into later, would have been nice. But um, they were still good stories. Yeah. I tried to scroll up back to the top because I thought there would be, like, little... Like character names and profiles or whatever, but there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So we start off with a uh, the first entry is called "Words Do Matter." Oh, are we re- skipping over the forward, the introduction? Oh. Did you guys read the introduction? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, oh, let's start there. Because <laughs> the introduction was was really good. Um. It was by Nick Stone, who is a an author, um, and it kind of reminded me of something like it. It had a very college article level to it, but in a playful way. Like I read a bunch of you know psychology papers, and I did take a class on like um, ethnic racial identity. And a lot of, like, language like this is used, like, a little, you know, excerpts, like, a personal story before they get to the, you know, the the scientific study. So, reading it was very familiar to me from, like, my studies. (laughs) So, it was cool to see that in front of a comic book. Um, And it was just really well written about, you know, her growing up and only seeing herself as Storm and that was like the only representation for her in like comic books and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and then like growing up she's got kids now and you know there's Miles Morales there's you know Falcon Falcon there's everyone and Black Panther and it's really cool for her kids to be able to identify more with the characters on the pages and on the screens yeah, it's good and cute little picture of her sons there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you should read it, Danny. Yeah, so after the foreword by Nick Stone, our first entry is Words Do Matter, written by John Ridley, who is a Academy Award-winning uh, screenwriter who won an Academy Award for his adaptation of 12 Years a Slave. And uh, so, so looking at that, 
and seeing that it's a story about Miles Morales and we start off with Miles in a, uh, a, a fight with Hobgoblin. I'm like, oh yeah, let's, let's do this. And uh, it's not so much, a, like, uh, like Amber said, not so much an action-packed story, but it's uh, you know, kind of a message, which is, which is fine. It's great. And then by the time you're getting into it and thinking, oh, this is great. This is going to be a great message. Then it's all over. But yeah, <laughs> that's like I said before, that's when I realized that these were all going to be, you know, short in the in the true sense of short stories. Um, but it, it shows him, uh, you know, living his Miles Morales life and it shows him living his uh, Spider-Man life fighting the Hobgoblin and uh there is okay, so there is American Chavez, and yeah, she this, must be on the cover. So that must be the one on the cover, uh, along with Machine, Jubilee, who's not on the cover. He doesn't get to be on the cover, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, it's just a quick message about how the words matter and your life matters, and um, yeah, what do you guys think? This one is kind of written. You know, there's not a lot of words to it. So I got, like, slam poetry vibes from it. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like, the fact that there are so few words makes the message pop out a lot more. Because there's not a lot of, like, blah, 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 blah in between. Yeah, and the, the last, on the, I guess, what, third page, the last entry is... Your life is your story. Don't let anybody else write it for you. And I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's do this. And then right next to it is a little little diamond that says end. And yeah. I didn't see that at first. I I flipped to the next page, mm -hmm. and it's a completely different story. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as you can tell by the different artist. And I had to scroll back and like, what what just happened? Oh, end. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, quick message. Uh, great artwork. Yeah. Mm hmm. And uh, that was our introduction to this uh, Marvel Voices. Yep. I actually, I didn't see this as one of the short stories at first because one, I didn't know it was made of short stories. I thought it was like a little, just like little inspirational message before they got to the real story because then I was like, oh, like there's totally different characters in the next page. I thought it was just like a little, like, what the message of like the comic was going to be about, but that makes sense that it's just a short story itself. Yep. The next up, we've got the next story called decompression, which is, uh, featuring Riri Williams, or as we know her, iron heart mm -hmm. and, uh, starts her off with, she's apparently, uh, bagging some villains at a bank tying them up and uh, all the while she's got something going on that she needs to get to and she's yeah. running late to it. So she's trying to finish up this uh, superhero stuff so that she can get to whatever her next big mission is. And I think the, he even called it a mission, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. As it turns out, her next big mission is meeting up with her girlfriends to have a girl's night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girlfriends, girls night. So she meets up with uh, Marvel Girl. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. I'm sorry. I always get those mixed up. Miss Marvel and uh, Shuri. 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 
from the Black Panther stories. And apparently Shuri's got some super nice uh, apartment in Chicago for when she wants to hang out with her her girlfriends every six months, they say. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got their mud masks on and fixing some snacks, playing some video games, and, uh, you know, talking about life in general. I thought that was a, a, a pretty cute little thing that they had going on and then they get a message that there's going to be you know some some monster they said xavier xavier is uh, yeah is calling out for for help mm-hmm. i don't know enough about Ironheart to know if it's a different xavier or if it's professor xavier <laughs> right i would like to think that it wasn't professor x calling out yeah. for help <laughs> breaking up their girls night but at the same time. And, and would, would they be on a first name basis with Professor X? <laughs> I guess that's that's last name. My boy Xavier. Yeah, if they let um, another Marvel writer create another character named Xavier, they that guy should get fired. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Could be Xavier Williams. I don't know. But yeah, so they all go off and... Uh, after their girls' night, they're excited to go get back into the fight again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the decompression was just getting together, hanging out, and uh, having some fun. I liked this one. It was the cute. colors in this one were really pretty. Like, lots of, like, pinks and purples. Um, very obviously, like, wanting to celebrate girls' night. And it was cute. It was just cute to see superheroes not doing superhero things. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's neat the artwork that they had in this apartment. Um, mm-hmm. They had like full life size posters of Storm and uh, yeah, Rambo, uh, Mo- Monica, Monica Rambo, yeah. Which her character name? What is that? They mentioned I, it before. I forget. I still haven't seen the Marvels. It's on Disney Plus now, though. <laughs> Spectrum. That's her name. Like the internet? Like <laughs> like love on the spectrum. That's a cute show. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. Okay, after that, our third entry is called Panic at the Supermarket. Yeah. And this one, we've got uh, the art is done by, I don't know if you recognize that art, but it's the uh, one of the Stormbreaker artists called Natasha Bustos. I hope I'm hmm. pronouncing that right. But we've seen that art style before in some of the Stormbreaker uh, covers. Yeah. What do you mean the Stormbreaker covers? Stormbreakers are like the up-and-coming Marvel comic artists. Like um, Peach Momoko was a Stormbreaker, I believe. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, quite different uh, art style, almost kind of Archie-esque. Yeah, art style. It's very, it's very cute and like, like cell shaded, kind of like cartoony. Mm-hmm. I like it. It fits like the little short story. Yeah, it, fits, it does fit the short story well. The, the strange story that's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
this this one was a weird one. I didn't I didn't know how to feel about this one, but it was cute. Yeah, so we've got Monica Rambeau with her mom apparently going grocery shopping, mm-hmm. and helping them out is Thor and She Hulk. <laughs> Perfect day. Because if you need help getting your groceries out to your car, <laughs> who better to carry your groceries than Thor and She Hulk? True. But I don't know what the She-Hulk panic was. She Hulk carrying the balloons. <laughs> so cute. They said happy birthday on them. Yeah, it's uh, Monica Ram. Is Monica the younger Rambo? Yeah, that's Spectrum. Okay. Um. It's it's Monica's dad's birthday. That's what they're shopping for. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. And they have to find some what condensed milk for one of the recipes. Mm-hmm. And apparently, that's the panic. Yeah. Mom, mom is going to find it. And they're and, it's almost their turn in line. <laughs> right, and that's the panic. <laughs> the worst. It is the worst feeling. It's like I'm gonna go grab this real quick, and it's like. Mom, come back. Mom, we're Mom, next in line. I'm, I'm loading these groceries as slow as possible. I have no money. They're going <laughs> to arrest me. Right. But did, did you start having flashbacks of me making you go through a line with some money to buy something <laughs> because it was a limit too in, in my line and I had to give you a couple, couple bucks Ma- to go maximize. buy another two? Maximize the Michaels coupons. Yeah. That's right. Gotta use the coupons. <laughs> 20% off on full price which items. I miss, I miss that because when I go shopping at Michaels alone, I can only use it once. <laughs> <laughs> Always bring your buddy if you got coupons. <laughs> but yeah, panic averted. She uh, brings back the item just in time. And then it's just a matter of who's going who's gonna to pay. Yeah. But then just as they pay and get the groceries out to the car, something explodes somewhere and superheroes go off and do their superhero stuff. Yeah. And mom is worried as always. Yeah. They get a nice hug before she goes off. Very cute. All right. And the next story we have is called Good Luck Girl. And this one, if you had to think about good luck, who would you think of? Domino. Domino. Someone with the superhero powers of luck. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know of this one. So this one takes place in Madripoor, and it's a lot of voiceover from Domino talking about uh-huh. how her her skill, her, her superpower is luck. But apparently, if she has luck, then anyone around her has bad luck. Is that what you uh-huh. got from that? Yeah. This one confused me. I'm going to be honest. I had no clue what was happening in this one. Yeah, me neither. I just knew they were gambling. The 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 text bubbles on this one were way bigger than the text bubbles in every other one. So <laughs> I just kind of skimmed it. <laughs> yeah, this one and This one felt out of place. <laughs> she's obviously breaking up some bad guys yeah. at a uh you know, it's some kind of gambling place, which kind of goes in line with the, the good luck, bad luck stuff. But there's apparently some tragic backstory that I'm just not familiar with. And that is, yeah. you know, told at the end where it looks like uh, a, a young girl 
got hurt because she had bad luck in the presence of Domino's oh. good luck. That makes more sense now. And and he's paying back supposedly the girl's father because of the guilt that she feels. Right. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so she leaves, I guess her proceeds from the the gambling the first half of the story being the busting up the gambling place to uh this guy who's down on his luck and apparently, you know, heartbroken. So it's uh I'm not sure if that story is part of the canon of of you know Domino that we're supposed to know and understand or if if this is truly just we were supposed to get it in context like like we somewhat did. Mhm. All right, so that was good luck girl. Next up, we've got a luta continua. A luta continua. A tale from the Venom verse. This is another one that kind of confused me. This is the one that I was talking about. I wish I knew more about these characters or they had labels or something because they looked cool. Whoever this girl is that Venom, she's the host of Venom right now and she's got really cool dreads. Whoever she is, I don't know who she is. I want to know who she is, though. <laughs> I feel like they don't really say her name at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure if this movement that they're describing, this corrupt special anti-robbery squad, I'm sure that's fictitious. Uh, yeah. So it's a fictitious Nigerian corrupt squad that the people are protesting against. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. And SARS. And I guess this Venom character is going to fight against them, I guess. Well, the cops start attacking them. And then they fight back. And they fight back. And they've got really... This one guy has grass powers? Like, that's cool grass powers yeah oh yeah yeah i see that now i wasn't sure what that was i think they say his name um nepa no i don't know if they say his name the names they say are adora and oh geez they said this other guy's name too maybe not well, Napa. Napa. Yeah. And he's the guy with like the the sun fist, right? Yeah. So maybe he's this Venom versus version of Sunspot or something. But I don't know. I don't know who any of these characters are, and we should look them up because this Venom looks cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It looked like she was in a wheelchair at the beginning, also. So that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch that before. Mm. That's cool. Anyways. This one showed off a lot of really cool fighting styles of characters I don't know. (laughs) 
All right, then up next we've got Nighttime Bodega Run. This one was silly. Set in the Bronx. This one's got Shell and... What's the guy's name? Shell's brother, maybe? Ian. No. Ian's their uncle. Anyways, it's this uh, brother and sister, or these friends. Um, yeah, it is Shell and Ian. They go into the this little bodega um, to uh, gather vampire supplies. Because <laughs> their vampire uncle is attacking them and chasing them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and here comes Blade to save the day. And Blade beats him up. And they they defend themselves with what was it? Some like chicken Extra and rice, garlicky rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at first, I was like, why? Why is he throwing that chicken and rice at the person? But it was it was made with extra garlic. Extra garlic. But yeah, you gotta have, gotta have Blade come and save the day in a story like this. Yeah. Because he protects, he protects people at night, even though he is a daywalker. Blade is a vampire, correct? Yes. But he kills the bad vampires. Correct. Gotcha. Morbius. <laughs> It's Morbin time. <laughs> this one was short, but it was cool. It was very simplistic art style, like just like blue and orange, basically, which was really cool. Yep. And he saves a day and then he bounces. Yep. Bounce. Bounce. All right, did you read the last one? Yeah. Was that like from this oh, issue? I didn't yes. see that. Because it Did wasn't in the beginning. It was, it was after this the afterword. <laughs> bonus issue. So after the bodega story, we've got an afterword by Angelique Rocher. Mm-hmm. And she is the host of Marvel Voices, the, the podcast. Ah. But then after the afterword, there's like a bonus uh, crossover interview. between... There's like a little interview... Yeah, like a crossover between Marvel and Def Jam recordings with a artist named Saint Bodie. Or Body. Or Body. B-O-D-H-I. We apologize. Yeah. You are listening. You look really cool in this picture, though. <laughs> yeah. So, short little, like, a interview, and then I think she helped out and wrote the story. Mm-hmm. For this uh, this last bonus little episode or bonus story called "Letting Go," which features Storm. Hmm. I'm gonna say it. I think this was my favorite um, story in the in the issue. It to me, this one felt the most like it was just like taken right out of the comic, which is incredible for. You know, somebody who doesn't write comics for a living to come and write this really cool little short story. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is your classic X Men. Yeah, type classic X Men recruiting story. Right. <laughs> um, so she probably had a lot 
you know, to build on, to work with. But um, it's Storm and she she goes to a little village near her hometown where there's this girl um, that she had like nightmares about. She's got to help this girl who's suffering, this mutant. Uh, and she goes and the mutant is making in, you know, quite a mess of the town. She's got really cool rock powers and... Um, and Storm just, like, talks to her and is like, don't let them, you know, they're the monsters. Don't let them make you the monster. You know, come with us. You'll have a, a safe place. You'll you'll be safe with the rest of us mutants. And it was just really, really nice and, 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 and good. Good X-Men story. And I like how the art style changes from when they get to this... Uh this village or whatever it's very earth tony very yeah. dark and kind of you can tell it's a you know it's a dangerous place and then they teleport back to uh, what do they call it krakoa krakoa yeah our mutant haven where she will know love again and it's very bright and colorful and more fairy taleish colors yeah and she can use her rock skills to build neat stuff like bend. Minecraft. Yeah. Did you say Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> I like in uh, the last couple pictures of of this comic, they make Storm look a lot like Beyonce. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like with the, the wavy, like really light hair. I think right. Beyonce has blonde hair right now. It's 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 silly. <laughs> I don't know why Storm in human everyday clothes reads Beyonce to me. But also why, why is there a Beast Boy? That's not Beast Boy. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> who it is, but <laughs> there's a little it's Beast Boy and Raven. <laughs> it's it's Starfire with opposite colors. <laughs> purple skin and orange hair instead of orange skin and pink hair. He's like a green beast. <laughs> yep, and that was the last story in the issue. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys think overall? I liked it. I at first was like, oh, short stories, a little weird, but they're all like genuinely good narratives. Yeah. I have a short attention span. So reading a long comic sometimes is hard for me. So having the short stories was nice. I was like, oh, Facts. New, new characters, new plot. Yeah, it reminded me of some, there's some cartoons and I can't name any off the top of my head. But, you know, sometimes there's, there's cartoons that are like half hour episodes and they have complete stories start to finish. And then sometimes it's just like a shotgun of, you know, boom, 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 just like this. You know, mm -hmm. little tiny things that don't make complete sense out of context, but, you know, end up fulfilling you over the course of the episode. Yeah. A lot of cartoons split the 30 minutes into two stories. After, like, a commercial break, it'd be, like, another one. Right. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right, so we enjoyed reading Marvel Voices. If you guys out there, you listeners, have read this or read any of the other Marvel voices, let us know. Send us an email, podcast at familygeekery.com. 
Let us know what your favorite little stories were. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We thank you as always for listening. Check us out on our socials. Check out the YouTube channel. See what's going on there. And other than that, until next time, peace Peace out out. and And geek out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.